appreciate the saints of God. We appreciate all of you that have thought enough of this ministry to some have been with us night after night. And we want you to know we appreciate the years winding down. We picked up new listeners. And one thing about it, I'm going to give you my all to give you the best and all the word that I can give you. Tonight, the Lord gave me uh, a lesson tonight, and I want to share it with you. And I want you to listen real good because, see, it's about what the word say. Always remember the law of the land. It's about what the word say, what's written. A law is not a law unless it's written and established. Often I make the, the analogy that you cannot charge a person for trespassing if you don't have a no, tr no trespassing sign. Once you put a sign up, that means that's the law. If you have property and that property says posted, no hunting. And if somebody go on your property and they do that, they've broken the law because the sign is right there. Y'all understand what I'm saying? So what did the Lord do? When you get a ticket and you're driving 65 and a 35 or a 30, and the sign said 30, and the, and the man pull you over, don't say, no, the devil, that ain't the devil. <coughs> you the devil. <laughs> because there was a posted law, and you broke the law. And as Paul said, I wouldn't have known sin if it hadn't been for the law. And the law is not, the law is not detrimental to us. The law is not evil. But what the law could not do in that it was weak through the flesh, God sent his own son. So what we have now, and I'm going to share something else with you. You can't understand the New Testament without the Old Testament. And when you read in the New Testament, they're talking about Scripture. Scripture wasn't written in the New Testament at that time. Scripture was basically what we call Scripture back then was actually letters that were written to the different churches. And those letters were compiled and made into what we call the New Testament. But in the Old Testament, those scriptures were written of old, and therefore our admonition, therefore our learning, therefore our guiding. And this is why it's important. Sometimes people want to say, well, New Testament church. You can't understand the New Testament without knowing, uh, having knowledge of the Old Testament. That's why you have to rightly divide the word of truth. And the Lord gave me a thought tonight, and this is something I want us to really, really dig in with me tonight. My subject tonight is there is something you have to do. There is something you have to do. There is something you have to do. That's personal, individual. And there are conditions. And understand something. God is not the kind of God. You, you can't swab God. You can't bamboozle him. You can't buy him. You can't do anything to sway him. He is the Lord thy God, and he changes not. Therefore, you sons of Jacob are not consumed. So what the Lord is saying, that the word has been established. Forever, O Lord, our word is, is established and settled in heaven. And God's word is not going to be altered. He's not going to change his word for anybody. Yet there's places in the scripture where God has done different as far as what scripture said. For the Bible said, for it has been, it has been once appointed unto men to die. After death, the judgment. Enoch didn't die. The Lord took him. Well. It was actually a form of dying, but the Lord took him, and he was not. He couldn't, they couldn't find him. Why? Because God took him. In other words, he, he vanished. They had all kind of APBs and bulletins out, missing persons there for Enoch. <laughs> and they never found him because God took him. He went on back to glory with God. So Moses, we don't find in the scripture where, you know, where Moses was on uh, when he was up on the mountain. You know, some say, well, Moses died, and, uh, you know, and who was the, who was, you hear these preachers, they want to preach some long, balling message, who was the undertaker, and, and all of this, and whatever. Well, just, just say, you know, let it go. Elisha, he went up, Elijah went up in a, a chariot of fire. Didn't he do it? Went up in the glory. And so, tonight, I want to, I want to, I'm saying some things, just like when the Lord say, thou shall not kill, thou shall not steal, thou shall not commit adultery. Everything, all the, uh, all the words, all of God's words is true, and it's true, and it's yea, and it's amen. Is that all right? So when God says something, always remember this. 
he says a thing, but what he says, he means it. And when we do according, we get blessed. It's just like I use the example sometimes. When you put money in the Coke machine, if you put the right amount of money in there, whatever drink you select is coming out. When we do what God tells us, listen to what I'm saying, people. It's just like a mathematical uh, uh, equation. It's just like a law, a principle. At 32 degrees, you don't have to do anything. Water's going to freeze. 212 degrees Fahrenheit, water's going to boil. You don't have to do anything. Just let it get to that temperature and automatically it happens. What is God telling us? When you do what I say, then blessings come with it. It's automatic. But, you know, if we don't keep our mindset, you know, sometimes folks, you work on a job and they got a Christmas bonus. People, some people forget, well, oh, I forgot I had a bonus. Really? How did you forget that? Well, you can forget a whole lot of things. That's not your regular paycheck. That's your bonus. Now, you got other folks, they've already planned the bonus and spent the bonus before they get the bonus. That, that's not what I'm talking about tonight. But I want you to go with me tonight, if you will, in your Bibles, if you got your Bible. We're going to the book of Joshua. Joshua 1. The Lord showed me some things in this scripture today. We're going to go Joshua 1. We're going to try to make it to the ninth verse. But I just want you to notice something. Uh, this is a KJV. If you've got something else, it's going to read a little different. Joshua in the Old Testament. Just before we get to Judges. It says, now after the death of Moses. Notice this. God will not. He's not the author of confusion. God is not going to have two leaders at the same time. It's only going to be one leader. And, and notice what happened. Now, after the death of Moses, Moses is there, the servant. He's the servant of the Lord. It came to pass. It means it actually happened. That the Lord spake unto Joshua. He didn't speak to Joshua until after the death of Moses. Stay with me. The son of Nun. You can find out, some of y'all might find out later on, Joshua's uh, name was changed. I ain't going to get into that. That's for some of my studies, my scholars, y'all going to dig in. Okay. He said, Moses' minister. Well, he was Moses' minister. He was Moses' minister. He was Moses' peon or somebody, Moses' flunky. Or some people want to, I used to get called terms back in the day. At the other church, they would say I was, I, I was a flunky. I, was, I said, well, whatever. Call me what you want to do. Man, want the preacher want me to do something? Call me what you want to. But he was Moses' minister. Mean what? He ministered to Moses. He worked with him. He, he was there. You can call him a servant, just like Gehazi was to uh, Elijah. So you see what I'm saying? So here it is. This is Moses' minister, a little bitty peon. You would be surprised the elevation can come from a lower state. People used to ask me, say, people used to ask me questions. Say, how did you do this and how did you do that when I became a pastor? I said, I had a good teacher and I was a good student. I listened. One of my friends told me, he said, man, you talk of the fellowship. Why? I said, your church is growing so fast. I, I told him. I said, you all used to get yours when you came to the uh, minister's meeting, the convocation, homecoming, all that. I got mine on the job training every night at church. I'm not just sitting there with an empty head. I'm sucking up everything I can get. He was his minister. That means he was on point. When I was uh, with the apostle, often I say if he got up to preach and he didn't have a, if he talked for two or three minutes and he didn't have a handkerchief wrapped around his hand, he didn't have a handkerchief. So I kept handkerchiefs and baggies in my little Bible case that I had. And if he didn't have one, made no big to do what, he walked away from the pole. I just took one and laid it up on the pole. When he came by, he saw it, he kept on preaching. I knew what he liked. I knew payday was his favorite candy bar. Orange soda was his favorite soda. I knew that. I worked with him. I traveled with him. I know he liked, if he had to uh, eat a chicken wing, he would always say, you might as well kill another chicken. He don't want a chicken wing. He wanted his steak well done. He eat potatoes of all kinds. I know that. He wanted his fish fried hard. I know that he said, I used to order for him because that's what I, I worked with him. I knew him. I knew what he liked. I, when we would travel, if he didn't say anything to me, I didn't say nothing to him. 
when he came on the pulpit, and I was in charge of the service. He came in there Sunday morning. He's going to sit down. He's going to look on this side of the pulpit. He's going to look on that side. That's before we got the glass bowl. And he bumped the arm of that chair. He ain't saying nothing. He's looking, getting ready to go on the broadcast. He said, how you doing, preacher? I said, I'm Brother Blitz. Pastor, how you doing? Ain't no conversation. I don't even want to get in his thoughts. Moses ministered. Don't nobody give servants any flowers. You just do your job. And it wasn't no written script what I had to do. I just knew this. I knew he liked halls. But he didn't like taking halls in front of the congregation. So I always had some halls. And I would, after the service was over, I would open them up and hold them and give it to him. He liked peppermint. I always had some for him. This is what I'm talking about, ministering. I read for him. I was one of his readers. I traveled with him. You don't travel with a person with an empty head. You glean. So he was his minister. But watch what happened to, his, to the minister. Now, he could have said something to somebody else, but I want you to hear, hear what the Lord said to the minister, saying, Moses, my servant, is dead. Now, therefore, arise. Something you got to do. Go over this Jordan, thou and all this people, unto the land which I do give to them, the land which I do give to them, even to the children of Israel. Notice what he's telling Joshua. He said, every, now, he didn't say this to Moses. See, everybody has their own place in God's plan. It was time for Joshua. Pastor Pinson and I was talking the other day. See, when God has something in mind and he selects you to do that job, it angers God when you don't do that. When the Amalekites came behind the children of Israel and killed the weak uh, and the, the, uh, the sickly ones when they were coming out of the land of Egypt, the Lord swear in his wrath, he said, I'm going to wipe the memory of Amalek and the Amalekites off of the face of the earth. And he chose Saul to do that job. And Saul did just the opposite. And the Lord, and the Lord spoke to Samuel and said, Saul, listen, Saul have disobeyed me. And when Samuel went and met him, what did he do? He, told, he tried to tell, oh, yeah, we did this and we did. And after a while, all of them, you hear all them come, ooh, ooh. He said, what's all that mooing out here? He said, well, oh, we saved them for sacrifice. Disobedience is as a spirit of witchcraft. That's what the scriptures say. To obey is better than sacrifice. God ain't studying about your praise and your fast and your seeking God and you getting on your knees and all that when you disobedient. I'm just, uh, something you got to do. Um, uh, don't worry, stay with me. Don't, don't, don't get wind in your jaws. And he said, and, and he said now, he, said, and he told him Moses is dead. Now, listen what he said. Verse uh, 3. Every place, listen what he's telling, listen, listen what he's telling Joshua. Every place that the sole of your foot shall tread upon. Now, foot is one, right? So he went out there hopping on one foot. <laughs> when one went down, that was a foot. When the other one went down, that was another foot. But when you're going down together, that's feet. But anyway, God know it. If God says it's a foot, it's a foot. He made it. They say, every place that the sole of your foot shall tread upon, that, listen what the scripture said, that have I given, in other words, that have I given. You haven't even, you haven't even had a chance to walk on it yet. Have you ever thought about what God have already given you? Stay with me. That have I, the Lord said, that have I given to you. As I said unto Moses from the, from, from the wilderness and this Lebanon, even unto the great river, the river Euphrates, all the land of the Hittites, and the Hittites were black folks. The Hittites was one of the greatest empires it was at one time. He said, I've already, in other words, the Hittites' land is yours, and the Hittites are still on the land. Can anybody hear me? He said, the, the great, all the way, he used points where you can know exactly what, he, what he's going to do. He said, all the land of the Hittites and unto the great sea toward the going down of the sun shall be your coast. He gave a Mesopotamia that was theirs. God said, I've already given it to you, but somebody else is on it. Somebody else may be living in your house right now. God said, if God can give them this much, watch this. There's something you got to do. 
There shall not, and notice what he say. There shall not any man be able to stand before thee. How long? All the days of thy life. As I was with Moses, so shall I be with thee. I will not fail thee, nor forsake thee. What did Paul say about Demas? Demas had forsaken me. The Lord is saying, when you needed me the most, you don't have to worry about me forsaking you. I'm going to be there. Something you got to do. Stay with me. And, this, and then he said, uh, he said, I will not fail thee nor forsake thee. Notice this is the thing we got to do. Be strong and of a good courage. Can't nobody do that but you. You can hear all the scripture. You can hear me do all the teaching I want to. The thing about you, when you get out of this word, that's what you got to do. You got to learn how to be strong. You got to learn how to be strong. And this notice what it say, and of a good courage. You got to believe in you. You got to believe in your God. You got to believe it's going to happen. You can't get double-minded and start getting wavered and stuff. Think, well, what, what if it don't? No, what? No, of a good courage. That means you bent on victory. You set for the victory. You set that it ain't going to go but one way. I am no ways tired. It hasn't happened yet, but I'm no ways tired. I've got good courage, not just courage. Y'all see that? Not just, what did he say? And he could have told us to be courageous. He said, but of a good courage. That's some strong stuff. For unto this people shall thou, talking about Joshua, shall thou divide for inheritance the land which I swear unto their fathers to give thee. I've already, I swore to their fathers that I gave them land that somebody else was on. Thank good God. Listen to what I'm saying. If medical science can call all this and say they can do this and they can do that, you mean to tell me we serve a God that made us and he can't deliver us? Not only healing, but he said, beloved, I wish above all things that thou mayest prosper. Be in health even as thy soul. Healing is a children's bread. Listen what he said. Listen what he said. Only be thou strong. Now he's going to another level. And what? Very. Not just courageous, but see, he's taking Joshua to another point, another state of mind. You Just because something happened, what do you mean? Where the Lord is? Where is God? Where is God? What do you mean? He's the same place he's always been. He can't lie. You know what courage is? Courage knocks out all doubt. Courage destroys all fear. I'm not just, you know, just talking about something. Y'all remember the little story with Alice in Wonderland, the whiz? I believe it was the lion. He was the one that what? Black courage. See, you got to be co courageous. Somebody asked the question, said one time, what's the difference between a coward and a hero? One ran, another one didn't. Both of them were scared. But one stayed. He couldn't leave. He couldn't, he, he just couldn't abandon the ship. There was something in him that wouldn't let him go. When, when you start talking about courage, courage is something that has to be in the inside. Some people look like they don't have any courage about anything. Look like they just, just whatever. Oh, God, oh, God. The glass is always half full. Half empty, in other words. Instead of half full. People, some people, just every little thing that happens to them, happens to them in their life, it's like it sucks the, the, the drive out of them. Well, well, what do you mean? You saved. Many are the afflictions of the righteous, but the Lord delivered what? Out of them all. You can't get a miracle unless you have a situation that you need a miracle. That means before you get your miracle, that's not to say you're not going to hurt. I ain't getting no help right now. That's not to say that you won't have or be without food or be without this or be without that. It, it's not to say that they won't st the hook won't come get your car. I know I'm saving the Lord that the devil come take my car. What you going to do? Go and get on the side of the fellow that took your car? Some people don't have no way, of, you know, no mindset about nothing. Man, you got to learn how to, I'll tell you sometimes, you got to learn how to make meatloaf out of hot, with hot dogs. Well, we have any hamburger. Well, we're going to make this one with some hot dog. That's a pretty good meatloaf, isn't it? Well, sometimes you say, well, I want some coffee, but I don't have any sugar. But you got some Cairo syrup or something. Oh, pastor. I've, I've, I've drank coffee with brown sugar because I wanted some coffee. And then there was a time I didn't have any sugar, and I, just, I, did, I went jailhouse style. 
just black, right out of the pot. Name the other guy. I wanted some coffee. <laughs> some people, if they don't have it, just right. Amen. I remember back in the day, man, we talking about macaroni and cheese, uh, uh, what, what did it say, uh, spaghetti and meatballs. I remember when we coming up, they would take hot dogs and cut them up. I ain't talking about y'all. Y'all didn't do that. I ain't talking about these city folks. I'm talking about in the country. They take hot dogs and cut them up and make some spaghetti and then put tomato sauce and stuff on there and daub it up. And, boy, we would eat that spaghetti, get it in your mouth and suck it up. Pow, and then it hit you, hit you on the tip of your nose. We were just as happy. But we, you know what? You can't let stuff. You, you can't. If you're a person that have ever been up, and once you slide down, and I'm not talking about backsliding, but when your position change, then you start faulting God and pointing fingers at God. Why did God live? See, this is when people have a worldly mind. For the things seen, what? They're temporal, but the things that are not seen, they're eternal. We got to get to the point knowing this. This world is not our home. People now, people, there's a lot of people out there right now. They bought houses. They sold houses. They sold a house and they made money because of the inflation and how they inflated the price of houses. And then there are people that have bought houses. And the house that they bought, they paid twice what it was worth. You put all that money out on that house, but it's not worth that. That's just like you go and buy a, a, a car, a pair of shoes. And those shoes are actually $250, but you gave eight for them. You got the same shoe, but you overpaid. And what you have, if you want to know the net value of it, it's not there. You pay four hundred fifty for it, four hundred fifty thousand for a house. Okay, now try to sell it. You stuck. What you gonna do when everything start going down? You gonna be upside down. You're going to have a house that you paid a whole lot of money for, but it's not worth it. And the market is going to choke you. Uh-huh. I ain't getting over here. And, see, when you, when they, and then they come back. Oh, hey, I'm, I'm not going to get I'm going to stay with my list. I'm going to stay with my list because I'm going home. This, this is what I want y'all to understand. Understand. So, listen, these things God want us to do. And he told him, he said, only be thou strong. And y'all know what very mean, though. When somebody said, oh, it was small, but then when they say, it was very small, that means, that means, well, well, somebody brought you, well, they brought everybody else a piece of cake, but when you got yours, mine was very small. That means it wasn't just small. You, oh, God, what, what happened? Everybody else talking about, look at all what they got. Mine was, <laughs> he said, very courageous, not just courageous, but it's got to go to a very point. I mean, your, your courage is not here. Your courage is way up. That's very. Watch what he said. That thou mayest, I told you something you got to do, observe to do. That thou mayest observe to do. That you may pay attention. That you may make sure you do according to all the law, which Moses, my servant, commanded thee. Turn not what? From it to the right hand or to the left hand. That, oh, look at this. If you stay straight with the word, don't go to the right, don't go to the left, what's going to ha happen? That thou mayest, y'all see that EST on May? That thou mayest do what? That thou mayest prosper whithersoever thou goest. What are you saying, apostle? If God send you somewhere, you can't help but prosper. When we went to Atlanta to start a church, when the Lord, we did all we did, I don't have time to tell you all the things I went through, the places I stayed trying to get that church started. My first home, my first house that I stayed in was at the church. My first bed was a stack of moving blankets. That's where I slept. My bathtub was a with two rope handles on it. Sister Candace came down and tried to help us get set up. That was where I stayed. And some of the other places I ended up staying. But the thing about it is, I know God told me to go. Didn't, didn't, ha didn't 
didn't hinder me at all. When the brothers came down and helped, we got things set up. When the brothers left, it was me. And God bless. I told Pastor, February the 7th, we're going to have our first service. February the 7th, we had our first service. But God's a miracle working God. And then when the Lord said, okay, it's time for you to come. And then God blessed me down there. Gave me favor with people. Still have favor with people. But when the Lord said, come home. And he says, it's time for you to go home. Your time is up here. When I spoke to Pastor, the Lord had already spoke to her. Look what God did. God put Pastor Penson in Atlanta in my stead. So what? It was God's will that a church be in Atlanta. The devil tried to tell me, he said, well, all that work you did down there and all this, what do you got to show for it? What do you mean, fool? I got a church. See, he wants you to think on the natural side. And when, when we came back home, the Lord blessed. Look what we've done. In a short period of time. But the point is, like I told Pastor, I said, it was the will of God for a church to be in Atlanta. It was the will of God for you to be the pastor. You had a willingness, you had a desire to do whatever God said, and you went. A woman. You mean to tell me God's not going to bless you? Because he wanted that done, just like he wanted Saul to take care of, of Emily. When Saul didn't do it, God got mad. So now we're doing what God told us to do. How is it that we cannot prosper? It's the way you look at a thing. Look what he said. That thou mayest, that thou may, that you can continue prosper whithersoever you go. You can go to Buck Tussle, Mississippi, and God can still bless. Possum Tribe, Texas, and God can still cut and shoot Texas, and God can still bless you. You can be a black man and go to Vida, Texas, and God can give you a cathedral. That's the home of the KKK. It's all about God. Look at what he told him. This book of the law, something you got to do, shall not depart out of your mouth. What did the Bible tell us? We're supposed to meditate on God's word day and night. We study to show ourselves approved. We come to church so that faith come by hearing, hearing by the word of God. You're going to meditate. He's not telling you that all day long all you think about is the Bible. All you think, no, you keep yourself in a spiritual mindset. You fight carnality. Because the devil will grab your mind and take you back when you was little, young, when you, when you, were, when you was 14 and you thought you were something. And Jack was trying to court you. I ain't getting no help. And you rolling your skirt up so your dress wouldn't be long. I ain't getting no help. That's all. That's all. And you dancing in the back room. Mama didn't know it. I ain't getting no help. I ain't getting no help. I ain't getting no help. You know, we tried to impress the young ladies when we were in school. I never forget I was walking this young, I call myself like in Timberland, I'm walking her home from school. And I had my books and hers. We had those big government books. American history. Oh, God. And, and when you got where you were going, you had them little creases in your arm. You're trying to be a man, and they just, they're just walking and talking and just dragging their feet and going on. You want to say, you know what, can we walk a little bit faster? Because you ain't carrying nothing. I got your books and my books. Can we walk just a little faster? And when you get there, you don't, you don't want to say nothing. But then you, you ain't saved, but, you know, when you, you're getting ready to walk off, you're almost saying, thank you, Lord. Listen, listen to me. This book of the law shall not depart out of your mouth, but thou shalt meditate day and night that thou may observe to do according to all that is written, according, not some of it, all that's written, all that's written therein. For then, if you do what he just said, look at, look at the reward. For, for then thou shalt make, shall make thy way prosperous. Whatever you elect to do, you're going to make your way prosperous. Then thou shalt have not success, but good success. How can you say it so people can see? Obeying God has benefits. Obeying God, the benefits are not just in when we go to glory. The benefits are down. Yeah. And do you not know God has already given you? What did Peter say? Had given. 
unto us. How many things? All things that pertain unto life and God through the knowledge of him that have called us to glory and to virtue. So the Lord has already set it up. All we got to do is make sure we do our part. And this is the thing about God. God can't lie. So if you do yours, he got to do his. He got to. He'll be a lying God and he can't do that. And don't think just because the things didn't happen the way you thought it happened or as fast you thought where God has forgotten. That's where courage comes in. That's where being steadfast, unmovable, what? always abounding in the work of the Lord for as much as you know your labor is not in vain in the Lord. Listen to what he's telling Joshua. I'm just about done. Some of y'all thought, oh, pastor, going to be alone. No, I'm, I'm going on. Have not I commanded thee? Question. Be strong and of a good, in other words, have I commanded thee? Haven't I told you? To be strong and of good courage, be not afraid, neither be thou dismayed, for the Lord thy God is with thee, whithersoever thou goest. God said, I don't care where you go, I'm with you. The Lord thy God. He said, didn't I, didn't I, haven't I commanded thee, question? Didn't I tell you? All I want you to do is be strong and of good courage. Don't be afraid. Neither be thou dismayed. Don't let stuff just come up against you and all of a sudden you say, where is God? What you mean, where is he? All the things he's already done for you. Look at some of us where we live. Look at the vehicles we drive. Look at your life situation now. And you, who brought you this? Who, who brought this into your life? The jobs you had, the prosperity that came into your life. How did you get it? Well, my husband worked hard and I worked hard. No, it was God. He was the one that prospered you. He was the one. And even that, even when you got saved, some of us got saved. The devil tried to paint a picture. As if you went the wrong way. Man, you, you chose the wrong path. You should have stayed out there. Man, right now you could be one of the biggest dope sellers in Dallas, one of the big dope dealers in Dallas. Now, you could be one of the biggest dead dope dealers in Dallas, too. He don't want to tell you all of that. You could be also behind bars. Whatever. But look what God did for us. Thanks to God. Don't let stuff spoke you. Stop looking for your, you know what we get in trouble? We look for our deliverance to come from a natural source. Yes, ha! David said, no, not David, the apostle Paul told the church, but my God, told the Philippians church, but my God shall supply all of your needs, according to his riches in glory by Christ Jesus. He said, give and it shall be given unto you. Good measures, pressed down, shaking together, and come running over. The Lord said, I'm going to cause men. I'm going to cause men. You didn't have nothing to do with it. I'm going to cause, you didn't work for it. I'm going to cause men to give into your bosom. Why? Because you did what you were supposed to do. You live right. You obeyed scripture. You paid your tithes. You didn't try to rob God. You're not a thief. You gave God a good offering. You were faithful to the house of God. You were faithful to what you did, your position. If you were a Sunday school teacher, even if you're not a Sunday school teacher, you got as much notes on your book as the teacher got because you digging and studying. Now, you know that. You don't have to have a position to be faithful. You're faithful because you want to be faithful. You give God your all because that's what you're supposed to. I'm saved. Can anybody hear me tonight? You, you don't, don't, don't look at this thing the wrong way. He's laying out to Joshua. If you want to be blessed, if I don't care where you go and how you do it, don't nobody say, well, you know what? If I had stayed in my hometown, all this would No, 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 no. I know God brought me to Dallas. I know God. When the Lord told me, when the Lord told me, he said, when uh, I told Sister uh, prayed and I told the Lord, I said, Lord, when it's time for us to move on, let me know. Sister Rogers came home from work one day, and she said, I think it's time for us to go. And the Lord spoke to me. And he said, you go and look in your desk drawer. That's when we were on uh, Peace Tree. He said, you look in your desk drawer, and that name that you wrote down, get it, and go to the records building and file that name. I'm telling God, I said, well, what if somebody already had it? The Lord said, file the name. I go down to the record building. I'm looking for, well, back then, they didn't have it like it is now. They had those microfiches, them little slides where you all, you know, you had to go in there and get this one in, put that one in, and all that. And I found no United Holiness Deliverance Temple. And I'm standing there, and all of a sudden, I felt something like somebody was breathing down my neck. 
And I heard the voice of the Lord say, now file the papers. I said, ooh, I couldn't get that $25 out of my pocket fast enough. Man, let me pay for this. The Lord said, file the papers. And I'm telling God, I said, well, what? Now, give me a name. I wrote it down two years prior. And then I'm going to tell God, well, what if somebody already got it? never had that problem no more but the Lord had to get my attention what I'm saying to us saints of God when God tell you to do something do it everybody said well how, did, how is that it ain't, it ain't your the how is not yours the do is yours the how is his but when we get in trouble we want to do the how and the do we want well, how is it going to happen how is it going to happen no you do it let him do the how that's his part what did Peter have to do? Go fishing, didn't he? What did Peter have to do? Catch the first fish, didn't he? What did Peter have to do? Open the fish's mouth, didn't he? Well, who put the money in the fish's mouth? Peter? He didn't have it. So Peter didn't have the money. All Peter had to do was to do. And when he opened the fish's mouth, because the Lord told him to do it, The money was in the fish's or the fish mouth. Let me get y'all right. Somebody be quick here, Pastor. You said fish. Let me, I got some English teachers and stuff like that. Let me get it right. The money was in the fish mouth. The first one, he didn't tell him to go to the second one. Do what I told you. Don't go. Don't go. No, he didn't tell Peter. Now, Peter, you know, Peter could got all excited. Well, if there's money in the first fish mouth, I'm going to open this other ones up too. I'm going to open about two or three more. No. Ain't gonna be no, money's going to be only in the first fish. Look at the children of Israel. They, they complaining. Boy, my mom peeing out. We had church yesterday on the phone. I said, go on and preach to me, Pastor. Go on and preach. I need a win. Y'all not know when God brought the children of Israel out of the land of Egypt, they, they murmured. They wanted bread. And God turned the ovens on in heaven and baked angel food. And manna rained out of heaven. And God was so precise, they couldn't even save it. If they tried to preserve it, it spoiled. And then they, they got to the point, well, we want some meat. God help us. Ain't that something? We, we, man, we eating all this bread. We, we tired of all these Hawaiian rolls. We, we want something to go with it. And the Lord heard them. And the Lord spoke to the wind. And he blew quail into the camp. When they started, they, God just fixed you. Let me show you how God did it. They went out there trying to run down no bark rights and all that kind of stuff. God just blew the, whale, the quails into the camp. Oh, they, the wind was blowing so hard that the, whale, the quails couldn't, I mean, they couldn't even fight against the wind. And Lord, I, I believe the Lord just blew quails all up against their legs. And, and they were trying, and he was just, all they had to do just catch them. And when they cooked them, they ate so much meat. Now, this is hard. This is hard for me to fan. They ate so much meat. Meat was, I ain't talking about mucus. Let me say something, y'all. I ain't talking about no boogers in there, no. I'm talking about, I'm talking about meat. Meat is just, meat is coming all out of their nose. They wiping, they wiping their mouth and meat. God, you know what God say? I'm going to fix it so. Since you say you want meat. I'm a, I'm a, oh. <laughs> God, I remember, I remember back, I, you know, a lot of things come to my mind. I remember this little, little old dog, little old dog, and, and I think the, the, the dog was named was Spike. And Spike had this little bitty dog, and he was one of them big bulldogs. And every time he would bring him meat, he'd get to slapping on him. He would say, no gravy? And on the end, that little old dog had, and he was so full of meat, he had one of them big old deer with a big funnel on it. He said, oh, yeah, I forgot the gravy. And he pulled that level boy, and he almost drowned him with gravy. See, this, 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 is, what, this is what God wants us to understand. Just like I blew the quail into the camp, just like I gave you bread, can anybody hear me tonight? What kind of problem you have that God can't bring you out of? Why is it we panic when things get a little crusty? Ate so much meat that he, 5,000. He had 5,000 men. He set 5,000 men down. 
Set them down on the grass. Okay, that's not include the women and children. By the time you add women and children, you're talking about probably about 15,000 people. Tulip this. And three barley loaves. Now, okay, I'm going to feed y'all. And they broke it up. And the Lord broke it up and gave it to the disciples. And the disciples gave it to the people. Didn't he do it? What I'm saying to us, God, don't, don't be looking for God to give you no revelation. When you're under a pastor, God's going to give it to the pastor, and the pastor's going to give it to you. That's the way it works. God does this. He's going to give it to his ministers, and his ministers are going to pass it on. It's an order in the church world. So, and after that, they took up 12 baskets full. Wow. Saints of God, how do you, how do you feed that many people with what they had? When Jesus blessed it, that's when it's good to pray. When Jesus, every time, I believe every time he broke a tail off, tail just popped back on. Tail just popped back on. But it, he, it would have taken him forever to do all of that. But I believe, I believe just like the meal bear, every time somebody got some fish, fish just kept reproducing right there in the basket. Fish just kept reproducing. I ain't talking about no little bitty basket like a little hand. I'm, I'm talking about a basket. And the fish just kept reproducing. And the biscuits just, wasn't nobody cooking, nobody in the oven. They, hey, I need about five more dozen. No, biscuits just kept replenishing themselves. And they ate until they were full. And when the disciples were finished, look what they did. The Lord wouldn't let it in with less than what they started with. God is not going to leave you out there. God's not going to leave you in a position where you have less than you started with. And you did it for him. Saints of God, work on your faith. Work on your courage. And they took up what? Twelve baskets full. There's something you got to do. Just make sure you do what God called you to do. Don't worry about the next man. You make sure you observe to do all that's written in the law. Make sure you observe to do everything that this book say. Make sure you give yourself wholeheartedly to God. And the Lord said that thou mayest prosper wherever thou goest. I'm through. If you didn't get that, come back the weekend. God's a miracle working God. You know, I remember playing ball, played football. And we had to play teams, and teams were supposed to have been better than we were. And we used to always say, I used to talk a lot of junk. But if you can never get in somebody's head, the game is over. People fail to realize football, more of the game is mental than it is physical. Amen. When you get on a roll, I'll never forget. We, we were playing uh, Lufkin High, East Texas. And we were coming down 59, coming into Lufkin. And they had a train trussle across the, across the uh, overpass. And they had a big sheet hanging from the train trussle. Talking about, it, it's too late, you in Panther country. Oh, man. We got, we got off that bus. We got ourselves dressed. We got doing our little, you know, y'all know, we, we talking junk. We talking junk. We talking junk to each other. Get everybody's mind. All you little cowards, you better get your act together. We, gonna, we win in the night. Don't be over here looking crazy and getting cold feet and start sweating. No, we, we talking junk. We whooping heads tonight. Man, the coach ain't got nothing. This is us talking. Man, we went out on the field. We walked in that night. We walked, played against Earl Campbell. When Earl was a sophomore and I was a senior, John Tyler. Man, he was a Tyler Rose. He got one touchdown that night, and, he, and, he, and the referee gave it to him. We dogged him. We dogged him. But what am I saying? You just, you can't go into a situation and let a situation give you cold feet. I don't care what the doctor told you. If you believe in God, you got to believe God. I don't care what's happening. Well, Lord, how am I going to pay this bill? You can't get cold feet in this way. Well, I'm going to go to the, I got something the other day from Toledo Finance. Y'all ain't never heard of Toledo Finance? 
Oh, look like everybody got a little Toledo fine. All, all down them little small town like Nacogdoches, they got Toledo. That's that, some loan sharks. Back then, you get $100. Pay back, I think, 125 And you get it knocked down a little bit, then they tell you, up, you can get some more money. If you're late, they're going to send you a clock with some cobwebs on it. You know what you got? When you fill out the application, you put the Dearborn heater, you put your TV and all that kind of stuff on there for $100. I said, the devil's a lie. And they had an East Texas address. And come to find out when I looked at it on the letter, it had an East Texas address. Then when I looked on it, it was local. I said, they must have knew where I was from. I ain't studying y'all. <laughs> what am I going to do with $100 in my, in my world? $100? That's going to bail me out? Maybe maybe a hundred dollars. Woo, Lord, thanks. Send it to me. Send it to me. No, uh, uh, I, I can't operate like that. And a finance company like that. I know this is a pastor. Pastor, the Lord had to break me up from pawn shops. Hey, y'all hear my testimony? I pawned Sister Rogers' uh, flatware. And I was gonna get it out. Time got went by. I didn't get it out. I went to get it. And I didn't have enough money to get it, and I lost it. Some Rogers anti-tarnish proof. Silverware in a wooden case with the label, everything. And I lost it at the pawn shop. And the brothers felt sorry for me. And they bought another box. And we're going we gonna to give it to Sister Rogers. And after we gave it to her, she said, it is nice. She said, but it's not the one I had. I said, oh. She held my feet to the fire. She said, it's not the one that I had. That broke me up. You know what people people do? They'll pawn the lawnmower and all that in the edge and all that during the winter. And then they stay in the pawn shop and they get it out because I don't need it till the spring of the year anyway. <laughs> people sometimes pawn their wedding rings and all kinds of stuff. I, I, I need, no, 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 no. God's in it, everybody. God's in it. Everybody's strong. Tell the Lord, thank you. Give him a praise clap for his goodness. <laughs> I gave you tonight what God gave me. For all of our viewers, I gave you tonight what God gave me. I gave you the word of God. God is no respecter of person. What did the scripture say? This was not written for Abraham's sake only. That he imputed this unto him for righteousness because we believe God. But this was written for our sake also. That if we believe God, it's, it's imputed unto us for righteousness. And what I'm saying to us tonight there's something you got to do. Make sure you be obedient. Make sure you do. And, and, and obedience goes further than just being obedient to the scripture. You have to be obedient to whatever God called you to do. Hello. Paul says, a woe unto me if I preach not this gospel. So it's not just being saved. I got to preach. If I don't preach, God's going to get me. Now, what does God call you to do? That don't mean you, uh, somebody said, well, I'm going on the evangelistic field, and you're a single mother with five kids. You're going to go on the evangelistic field. You know where your ministry is? It's at the house with them five kids. <laughs> Ain't getting no help. People are, well, the Lord is telling me, how is God telling you to go out on the field, and you got five kids? And I'm talking about they all, you know, dun, 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 dun. And, and when you got to go and run a revival, you know, a church may be so they can afford you. But you're going to bring your wife and your kids. And y'all going to be there for a whole week. And the pastor got to feed all your kids three meals a day, feed you, the wife, and then they're going to bless you with an offering at the end of the week. Keep your evangelistic self right where you are and let God do what he want to do. Ain't getting no help right now. That's what he said. What did he say? Joshua was Moses' minister. How long did he minister for, for Moses? Scripture don't all, unless you dig deep, you can find. But he was his minister until Moses died. And when Moses died, then God said, Joshua, it's time for me to use you. Stop worrying about what you're going to be. Stop. All you want to do is just, just be a minister. Just do your job. Just learn and glean and rake it in. When I first came to Full Gospel, I was told that I, uh, when I first came, say, you won't be here long. Twenty years passed after I was told that. Twenty years. I worked with my pastor. Five years, the last five years, that's when the Lord called me to the ministry. 
is what I'm saying. This is what I'm saying to you all. Be encouraged. Be very courageous. But learn how to just settle yourself. Learn how to let God just make you. Learn how to be a good follower. You can't be a leader if you're not a good follower. You got to learn how to follow before you can lead. And sometimes you have that unction you want to do, you want to do, you want to do. And the Lord told me, I told the Lord one time, uh, oh, Lord, Lord, I got to preach. I got to preach. The people are dying. You know what the Lord told me? He always called me Brother Roger. He said, Brother Roger, he said, listen, he said, people were dying before you got saved. If I delay my coming and I call you home, they're going to be dying after you did. After you did. Uh-huh. What did Jesus tell his disciples? Man, we've been out here working. Man, I, I just see people. Man, we've been casting out devils, doing all this, fighting folk, running for our life. And then Jesus said, you know what? Let's turn aside and let's rest a little while. Some saved folk, you remember, some saved folk think you, you're unseen if you just. It ain't nothing. Somebody said, it ain't somebody running off all the time. But ain't nothing wrong with you and the husband if y'all just get away for a weekend to get some air. Ain't nothing wrong with, you know, something come up and say, well, you know what? We're going to take the kids and we're going to go to San Antonio and SeaWorld or something like that. Spend some money on the kids. Get a hotel room and let them just enjoy themselves and have a good time. Ah, I go down there. Well, I got to find a place I can preach. What you talking about? You're resting. <laughs> All these folk down there on the river walk. I'm going to go down here and get on the river. I'm going to be like John. Get off in the, you're going to go to jail. You're going to get off in the river and come out. I'm going to preach like John. You're going to jail. That's what you're going to do. Just go down and eat you some tacos and, and tamales and stuff like that and just have a good time. Feed the goldfish. Just relax. Amen. How many of them say, go to St. Marcus, go to Wonder Cave or something like that. Just, just enjoy yourself. You say, well, Pastor, I just, I know, I know what the, I know the Lord is coming quick. How are you going to change it? Paul says, though I be free for, from the blood of all men, yet have I made myself servant of God that I might save some. All you're going to do is save the some. And that psalm is all God's going to give you. Tonight, I'm getting ready to pray for somebody. I'm sorry, y'all. I, 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 I tried to quit at, at the 30 mark, but I'm, I'm getting ready to pray for somebody right now. And our listening audience, you needed this tonight. The devil is fighting the saints of God with being faithful. He's fighting them with being loyal because it didn't happen as soon as they thought it was going to happen. Gracious Father in heaven, if you're not saved, you're not filled with the Holy Ghost, and we want God to do it for you tonight, just right where you are. Said, Lord, forgive me of all my sins. Save me. Fill me with the Holy Ghost. God, in the name of Jesus, save them right now. Fill them with the Holy Ghost, those that are sick in the body. Give them a miracle. Raise them up for your glory and your honor. We thank you for it. Those that have that financial burden, lift it right now. Bring it to pass in Jesus' name. And we thank you, and we give you the praise. There it is, my brothers and my sisters. I gave you what God gave me. I trust you've been blessed from the word. Looking forward to a high time this coming Saturday night at the Exports. It's going to be an awesome time in God. This weekend, God's going to be moving by his spirit. You're with yourself. If you can't be here in person, you can always tune in on Facebook and YouTube or listen on the podcast. I love God and I love you. Remember, you don't have a problem. All you need is faith in God until we come your way again next time. I want you to go with God, and I promise you God will go with you. Give the Lord his praise tonight. Give him a hand clap. Give him a hand clap for his name. We magnify the Lord tonight. We glorify him. Tonight I'm getting ready to pray. Amen.